Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and Matt Spiegel on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago's sports station. Welcome back in on Inside the Clubhouse. Really fun stuff with Jason Stark, some newsy stuff, some rule change uh, shenanigans between he and Bruce Levine in terms of conversation that was enjoyable. And uh, we continue here. We're out at 1030, early out today on Inside the Clubhouse. Is our next guest ready? Adam Stadzinski back at the shop. Outstanding. Our next guest joins us on the Alpamonte Ford hotline. Alpamonte Ford is in Melrose Park. A guy who needs no introduction, but we must anyways. Uh, one of the great Chicago White Sox players of recent or any time, and now a fine broadcaster on Fox, our friend A.J. Przinski joining us on Inside the Clubhouse. Good morning, AJ. Hope you're doing well. Hope the family's healthy and happy and doing okay. Uh, we are good, Bruce. Thanks. We've uh, we've already gone through our COVID phase, so we are, we are clear now, right? We have a free pass on everything now? Wow. That's, so it's, uh, it's, it's some, some of you had it in, 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 the, in the family? Been there, done that at this point? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Been there and done that. Uh, yeah, there was a, one of my... A friend had it, and we didn't know, and uh, I was at a baseball, one of my son's baseball tournaments, and ended up just getting passed around a little bit, but uh, happy to say we're all through it, and we're good to go now. AJ, uh, looking at uh, your good buddy and uh, part of the pitching combination for a long time, Mark Burley, now on the uh, Hall of Fame uh, roster, uh, up for... Uh, first time uh, this year to be voted on in January. Maybe not a first-round Hall of Famer, but what are your thoughts about where he fits in in modern-day baseball and and uh, what his chances might be being a Hall of Famer in the future? My question is, is does Mark even know he's on the Hall of Fame ballot? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, that would be my... <laughs> That would be my first question. Does he even know? Uh, I'm sure people. Well, that I mean, was the beauty he, of the guy. Did he, know, yeah. did he know before Bruce called him and told him? I mean, that's <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think. I mean, his place is first of all for me. Um, he was one of my favorite guys to catch, uh, without a doubt. Um, the speed at which he worked, the consistency at which he always took the ball every fifth day. Um, he never complained. He never said, "Oh, I can't pitch." I mean. There was always he was always pretty you know banged up or whatever, but he always took the ball and he'd go out there and throw 83 miles an hour and 
throw a perfect game, throw a no-hitter, uh, and just take the ball. That was the thing about Mark that was the best. And, and like I said, he never shook off. Um, he, he, he never really cared about scouting. I mean, it'd be interesting to see him in today's game with all the scouting reports and all the analytics and everything that they do nowadays and all the pitchers that I get to talk to and, and what they go through to do their scouting report, whereas Mark Burley wouldn't even look at a scouting report. He's just like, all right, I'm throwing whatever the catcher wants to throw. and We'll go. And that's why his games went so quick. And I also think that's why he was successful, because he didn't overthink. And I think uh, there are certain guys that get paralyzed by too much information. Uh, but Mark definitely wasn't one of them. And, uh, you know, he's special to me. Now, is he a Hall of Famer? I mean, I'm going to let you media folks debate that. But uh, for me, he's I mean, one, of the one of the best guys I've ever played with. Well, I don't consider myself on your level, Bruce. <laughs> no, you never did. You always let me know you didn't. <laughs> I, consider, I consider myself a novice at this baseball, uh, this media thing, right? So, um, you know, I don't have a Hall of Fame vote, but, uh, I mean, as far as a teammate and a player and a, and a guy, I mean, he's, he's right there. It's really interesting to think about him with in, in the game now with, with analytics and stuff, but... If if he was just if he had shown that he could do it that way, and as long as you, the catcher, was steeped in it, or as long as whoever was calling the pitches was steeped in it, and he just, you know, they, they, he'd he'd figure out a way. Uh, what? How would you be? Yeah, but, how, how would you be as as a, as a catcher? Not like if you guys were the battery. How would you react to all that stuff at this point, AJ? Well, I mean, you have to take. Look, I'm I'm obviously from the older school as far as analytics, but I also understand there's a place for it. Um, there's certain information. I mean, we looked at stuff at the end of my career with all the video and all the numbers that were there. I mean, instead of just going through a dead scouting report, I mean, I was looking at numbers where guys were hot, hitting hitting zones. But we also never, the thing that gets me now is, you know, the third time through the order. Well, mm. I mean, back in the day, pitchers, they, they, they lived to get through that third time. That meant they're in the six, seven, eighth inning. Um, now it's almost like, okay, you're a starter. Okay, great, you gave us five innings. You did your job, right? Well, what about the six, seventh every time? I mean, those are the guys that are special, the guys that can do that for you. And, and that was something Mark always took pride in. He, he never really wanted to come out of a game. Um, he took pride in going that third time through the order. And if you can get through that third time, I mean, it saves so much in your bullpen. It saves so much over the course of a year. So I think analytics are good, and I understand a lot of them. Um, I also think sometimes, again, like we don't want to get paralyzed by the information. We've seen that happen uh, a few times here, I think, lately in the postseason. Yeah, yeah, we have. I, I, it, you know, see, that's the thing. This is my theory, guys, is that as the decade goes on and Mark Burley spends what will hopefully be a decade on the ballot – the value of what he brought to the game is going to grow in people's minds. And as CeCe Sabathia comes in and gets talked about, or Andy Pettit, or a couple other guys are going to look at Burley, and towards the end of the decade, maybe the numbers will climb enough for him to eventually get into the Hall of Fame. What, what do you think, Bruce? Possible? Well, I think it's possible. AJ, your thoughts? And also, um, you know, if... How many of those guys would you like uh, on your team if you if you one day do do manage like you should? Hmm. Uh, well, I mean, I, I obviously I hope Mark gets in because then I get to go to Cooperstown again and listen to him get up there and shake and have a speech. I mean, that's like <laughs> my ultimate dream is to watch him have to get up there and be uncomfortable. He, I mean, he hates talking in front of people, so that would be a great. I mean, like Hawk Hawk's going in this year, right? Hopefully. And uh, he'll he get up there and he'll love talking to the people. But the Burley up there, it's the complete opposite. So, I mean, it'd be worth it just to see the look on his face. I mean, there's a good chance he, 
he, he might like freak out and have to walk off the stage, which I mean, I love Mark, but I mean, I, I would definitely have a, a chuckle at that because he always laughed at me because they'd always nominate me to talk. And, and meanwhile, Mark, you know, would always be the one not wanting to talk. So uh, that would be the best part. But, um, I'd love to look, listen, if you get to manage, if you get to manage a guy like Mark Burley that wants the ball every day, never complain. doesn't matter. He'd take it on short rest. He'd take it on long rest. You know, whatever the, the, they needed Mark Burley to do, he always was up for it. And that's the thing I think, uh, like you said, it's been lost kind of. Um, because now, you know, it's used to joke about certain guys had to be 72 and sunny for them to pitch. And, and Mark definitely was not like that. Do uh, do owners have the uh, owners and general managers have the wherewithal and the um, the guts to hire an Ozzie Guillen again or an AJ Pruszynski to manage a team or is the the idea that uh, front offices want to be a part of the action so much that they are afraid of uh, guys that are too strong? Ask Rick on that question. Should you ask him that question? Uh, well, uh, when we have mine, I will. But right now, all we're left with is you, you know. So, um, I mean, Jerry, do. apparently, I think from everything that I've read, I mean, I think that uh, Jerry kind of went against Rick Hahn's wishes when he hired LaRusa, maybe. I don't know that for a fact. I haven't been told that from anyone. But this thing is reading. So, I think if you get a strong enough owner that believes in a certain guy, they'll hire whoever they want. I mean, I don't know that maybe Ozzy was the first choice White Sox back when he was hired before the 04 season, but you know, Kenny that was and said, hey, you know what, this is the guy that can do it for us. I think if you get anybody in the right situation that knows baseball, is willing to adapt to the new way of the game and adapt and listen. And, and I always tell people that when people ask me about managing, I say, listen, you have to have a relationship with the owner and the GM that you can argue one day and turn the page the next day and still be able to get along and be friends. I think that's the key is like you have to have strong relationships and you can't take things personal because it's it's not really personal. It's about trying to win the game that day. And you're going to have disagreements. And you know what? Look, the manager's going to make mistakes and the, the analytics guys are going to make mistakes because, you know, guys have bad days in the world. And I think um, we're not robots. Players are not robots. And you have to understand that. I think people are getting better at that. I, I think you just can't follow a script because the script can go off course sometimes. And that's when teams have been getting in trouble. When is it a problem for players in terms of how they feel about a manager? Like, if you fear him, no big deal. If you don't like him, potentially no big uh, deal. If you don't trust him, that would seem to be an issue. Like, like what, what? when is the relationship potentially a problem for a group of players? I think you have to have a – when they don't respect the guy, I think is when you lose them. I think, um, I, I, look, I played for managers I liked. I played for managers I didn't like. I played for managers I, I, I didn't respect. And I think that is where you lose the, 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 the fact that, the, hey, we're going to go out and play hard for you every day, right? Um, but they're always, to me, I feel like as a manager, you have to have their best interest in mind, and you also have to have a little bit of a fear factor involved. Um, because if they don't fear you just a little bit, it has to be a good fear, right? It can't be like, I'm scared of this guy, but it has to be a healthy fear of like, okay, if I mess up, there are consequences. You just can't be nice all the time. And look, I played for managers that were nice all the time and they try to get angry at the team and the team would literally laugh at them because we're like, this guy is not this way. Like there's no, we know this isn't who they really are. Right. 
Um, and you can be nice. And look, I mean, look, I played for Ron Gardner, one of the nicest guys in the world, but he also had that fear factor and that respect because we knew that he would get on us. Um, you know, Ozzie Gian, say what you want about Ozzie, but guys respected the heck out of Ozzie uh, because, look, no one wants to see him get blasted in the newspaper, their name out there, right? So, uh, But Ozzie also could be one of the best guys in the world if you sat down and talked to him one-on-one when there was no reporters around. Bruce, you can tell, you can answer that. I hope back me up on that. Um, Absolutely. So, I mean, I think it, 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 it's a hard job because you have nowadays it's more about managing egos and managing personalities because you have to have, a, as a manager, you have to be able to handle the front office, the owner, the media, the players, and make them all get along. And that is not easy in today's world. AJ, when you look at uh, the play on the field right now, um, you were, you know, one of the smartest players in the game. Uh, you were brought up by great baseball people in the Twins organization. We share uh, friendship with one of the great developers and baseball people in Larry Corrigan that came out of the uh, Twins organization and fantastic baseball man. But when you look at the product right now and you looked at, uh, you know, the attempts offensively by players, the lack of uh, hitting and running, ability to do that, move runners, uh, just use your baseball acumen and your talents beyond uh, hitting a ball out of the ballpark. How tough is it for you to watch? And is it, uh, is it a game that needs some tweaking? Well, I mean, look. I, I was told, I was taught as a player you don't strike out. I mean, I came up under Tom Kelly, who was, I mean, he, he, he they would flat out tell you as a Twins organization you don't strike out. You put the ball in play, hit the ball the other way. I mean, it didn't matter where you're hitting in the lineup in the minor leagues, you're going to have to learn how to play. Uh, they put hit and runs on just to try because they knew if you got to the big leagues, Tom Kelly would do that with you. So um, I was also told you have to catch the ball, you can't make errors, you have to know how to run the bases. Or literally Tom Kelly, but I mean, this is when managers had ultimate control. Tom Kelly would be like, nope, I don't like him. Send him out. I mean, it was like that fast. I mean, that was it. Um, and he had the ultimate control in the organization. It's obviously changed now. But, I mean, look, I like the ball and play. Uh, I, I mean, I, I watch these games. Look, I love home runs as much as every single person out there. I just wish there was more contact and more action sometimes. And, uh, look, I'm all for bat flip. And, heck, I did it enough. And celebrate. And I did that. And getting that. I did that. Uh, I love the emotion that's in the game now, and I love the way these kids play and how talented they are, but I just also, at the same time, there's a little bit of me that wishes there was a little bit more action going yeah, I, 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 you're not alone. You're not alone there, and you're not alone at some of the highest levels of the uh, of the game uh, in terms of how they talk about it. Theo Epstein on his way out the other day it actually took some responsibility for for like the collective groupthink that has overtaken the game. It's very efficient to play it a certain way. It's not necessarily the best um, in terms of aesthetics and 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 watchability. I wonder what rules will make sense and what rules will not, but we got to be open to them. I think where are you on banning the shift AJ? I've had people tell me that it's ridiculous. You shouldn't do that because you're asking them to aim. Um, but it actually, it makes some sense to me. Um, where are you on that one? I mean, if you don't want them to shift on you, just hit the ball the other way. I mean, they didn't shift on me because I could hit a ground ball to short. That was a base hit. They played me straight up. I wish they would have shifted on I me. Mean, I could have had a couple more hits in my career and been been uh, been, been been happier uh, instead of a lot of hopers. But um, you know, I mean, learn how to bunt. I mean, I look. I get it. The, the, the game today is about hitting the ball over the fence, hitting the ball in the air, and striking out, walking, and those are the three big things that everyone looks at now. But there's still value in guys that can hit the ball the other way and get on base and cause pressure. I mean, you see it. 
you, you know, the Dodgers were great at it. Yeah, they hit a lot of home runs, but they also, Mookie Betts, all the base running and putting pressure on the other team can do. I mean, he single-handedly won how many games in the postseason by just doing that himself and going on contact from third and stealing second and stealing third and doing all these things. And, yeah, I mean, everyone remembers the home runs. And, I mean, there was also a lot of little things the Dodgers did. Um, and, and then uh, I, I, the group think is the group think and the whole deal. But, I mean, yeah, I want to see more. And, and the shift, I mean, can you outlaw the shift? No, but you can also beat the shift if you work on it. But guys don't want to work on it because they're stubborn. And they're taught since they were eight, nine, ten years old. I have a thirteen-year-old kid, so I understand it. Oh, I'll just hit it over the shift. Well, guess what? When you face good pitching, you can't always do that. In closing with the AJ, and we really appreciate the time. I hope you're uh, a manager sometime soon in baseball because I know how smart you are, I know how dedicated you are, and I know how much you would add to a major league team as a manager. But that that said, what what are your thoughts about uh, Tony coming back as the manager of the White Sox and? Uh, what do you think people should concentrate on as far as how he will uh, most likely manage and handle the Sh- Chicago White Sox younger players? Well, I think he walked into the perfect situation. I mean, I think every person that likes baseball has any ideas of managing. Who would not want to be manager of the Chicago White Sox in 2021? I mean, they have, they have starting pitching and Giolito and Keuchel and and Kopech hopefully coming back, right? And then they have bullpen guys in place that, that some of them were injured, but uh, a chance to come back. And then you look at their lineup with the, the reigning MVP and, and Tim Anderson, a former batting champion, and, and all these all-star guys and gold glove guys all over the place. I mean, who would not? I mean, heck, sign me up for that, Bruce, if you can. I mean, just walking <laughs> into a situation ready to win, right? And the thing about Tony is you have to understand, listen, from everything I've read, this is Jerry's pick. Well, guess what Jerry's going to do in order to make Tony look good? He's yeah, going to give him every resource, it. and he's going to spend, and he's going to try to do everything, right? Especially this year when the so-called free agent money is going to be down. And guess what? Jerry's going to be like, screw that. I'm going to spend all the money in the world and try to win. Right? So, I, I mean, look. I, I think Tony's going to be fine. You know, he's adaptable. He's been around long enough. Um, I think the staff is going to have to be important for Tony, whoever he brings in, because he, they have to be able to communicate with the players through Rick and through – through Kenny and through all the analytics guys. Um, but, look, Tony's a Hall of Famer for a reason. He's won some World Series. He's won a lot of games as a manager. He'll be able to adapt. I, I think uh, just, you know, you're just going to have to – sometimes as a manager in today's game, you have to swallow your pride because the, the players make more money than ever and they have more power than ever. And sometimes you have to say, you know, get seed a little bit of that power in the players. Yeah, I think that's the question. Uh, you know, will the pride be swallowed, and will the will the room respect him as you've as you've talked to uh, Miguel Cairo is the bench coach. Do you play with Miguel in in St. Louis or anywhere along the way? AJ, I did not. I know he hit with a split grip though, which was amazing to me every time I saw him hit. Um, and I, you know, what I run into him a couple times at volleyball tournaments. My daughter plays volleyball, and his daughter plays volleyball, so I've run into him a couple times there. But I played against them. I never played with them. All right, well, there you go. AJ, we appreciate it very much. Uh, have a great holiday off-season. Stay happy and healthy. And, uh, again, uh, I'm hoping someday soon you get to manage because that would be a treat to watch you run a baseball team. No, Bruce, you just want me there so I can give you good quotes. That's why you want me around. <laughs> or shut me out like you did on a lot of occasions. One, <laughs> oh, one, 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 I would never, one, Bruce. One or the other. AJ, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Take care of yourself. Talk to you soon, okay? You're welcome, guys. Go Sox. All right. Thanks, AJ.
AJ Przinsky, always in your face and always uh, mostly smarter than the other guy. In my case, always smarter than me uh, when talking. He was a, a brilliant guy as well, a guy with probably uh, an 160 IQ, believe it or not, never went to college. 670 The Score is what you're listening to. That was a lot of fun. Inside the clubhouse today, thank you to A.J. Przinsky. Thank you to Jason Stark, uh, who joined us last hour. And thank you to our producer, Adam Stadzinski. Bruce? People can follow me on Twitter at MLB Bruce Levine. Also, write White Sox and Cubs every day on 670thescore.com. Maddie, we'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you. And uh, coming up next, it's some college football action. A big, long day of it right here on The Score. Have a great day, everybody. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details.